KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Millions of dollars in relief could soon be on the way to local businesses impacted by COVID-19. County supervisors will vote today on how to allocate federal CARES Act dollars. The county has $20 million to give out as part of the Small Business Stimulus Program. The money will be divided up between the supervisor districts. Supervisor Nathan Fletcher is proposing grants for around 500 businesses right now, averaging around $5,000 each. Being in small businesses is hard, absent a global pandemic, and, and what we're going through with the public health orders and restrictions, it's even harder. Businesses and nonprofits can use the money for things like rent, payroll, and buying personal protection equipment. Countywide, at least 4,400 applications were received for the grants, requesting in total more than $650 million in aid, far more than the $20 million the county has to spend. The Mexican consulate in Little Italy started free COVID-19 testing on Monday. The new testing site is just one of several that are targeting Latinx communities. Ryan Claybo is the team leader for the San Diego County's T3 testing team, who are running these sites. He says they are safe spaces for people of all backgrounds. It's important to get tested. These are free tests, um, confidential. We don't ask citizenship questions. We don't ask um, national origin questions. This is for everybody in the community to come get free testing. Walk-up appointments are available there every Monday from 8 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. The new testing sites are spread out across the county, and they'll have a different location for each day of the week. Two other sites will be at San Luis Rey Mission in Oceanside and St. Anthony of Padua Church in National City. And again, the COVID-19 tests are free. Firefighters are getting closer to full containment of the Valley Fire south of Alpine. Cal Fire says as of late last night, the fire is 87% contained. It has burned more than 17,000 acres since it was sparked in the first week of September. 30 homes and 31 structures have been destroyed and 11 others damaged. The county is now sending out damage assessment teams and they're encouraging those who have lost their homes or other property to call 858 If you'd like to help, the San Diego Foundation created a disaster relief fund. You can find it at sdcountyrecovery.com. It's Tuesday, September 15th, and you're listening to San Diego News Matters from KPBS News, a daily morning news podcast powered by everyone in the KPBS newsroom. I'm Annika Colbert. Stay with me for more of the local news you need to start your day. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.
On Monday, Mayor Kevin Faulkner endorsed a measure on the ballot that will allow taller buildings in the Midway District. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen has this overview of San Diego's Measure E. New buildings in the Midway District are restricted by San Diego's 30-foot coastal height limit, approved by voters in 1972. But the neighborhood's volunteer planning group argues Midway has no coastal views to protect and that the height limit has deterred investment there. Mayor Faulkner says allowing taller buildings in Midway would revitalize the neighborhood and allow for more parkland. Measure E preserves the height limit in all of San Diego's beach communities. And it gives us a chance to finally turn the landlocked Midway District around. Measure E on the November ballot has been endorsed by both the Democratic and Republican parties of San Diego County. Opponents have argued the measure is a slippery slope that could lead to raising the height limit in other neighborhoods. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. Wildfires continue to ravage large parts of the western U.S. On Monday, President Donald Trump stopped in Sacramento for a briefing on California's wildfires. CAP Radio's Nicole Nixon reports. After stepping off Air Force One, Trump repeated his belief that if California cleaned up dead trees and leaves in its forests, the massive wildfires wouldn't be an issue. You have to understand, when I first started talking about it three years ago, nobody agreed with me. Now everybody agrees that forest management is a very important subject. And you can do it beautifully. Inside the briefing, Governor Gavin Newsom told Trump he agrees, kind of. I think there's an area of at least commonality on vegetation, forest management, uh, but please, uh, respect, and I know you do, uh, the difference of opinion out here as it relates to this fundamental issue on the issue of climate change. Absolutely. Newsom also pointed out that as the owner of 57 percent of California's forest land, the federal government is responsible for its management. He says the state only owns 3 percent of its forests and the rest is privately owned. Experts say while land management is a contributing issue, it's not the only reason wildfires keep getting bigger and hotter. So far, western fires have burned around 5 million acres, killed at least 35 people, and continue to fill much of California's air with thick, hazardous smoke. In Sacramento, I'm Nicole Nixon. Election season is getting underway here, and California's ballot is chock full of propositions. One measure would exempt gig companies from a law that makes it harder to classify workers as independent contractors. Cap Radio's Scott Rod reports. Akamine Kiari started driving for Lyft in Sacramento because the flexibility allows him to balance college classes with earning a living. I was able to prioritize my education, put it first. That could build my work around my schoolwork. That's why he supports Proposition 22. The measure would allow gig companies to classify their workers as contractors, which would help preserve that flexibility, as opposed to treating them as employees. In exchange, the ballot measure would require gig companies to provide certain benefits to drivers. They would be guaranteed a minimum wage and health care subsidies if they clock enough hours on the road. The companies would also cover vehicle insurance and provide safety training. Steve Smith is with the California Labor Federation and the No on Prop 22 campaign. He says the new benefits are not enough and that drivers would still be exploited by the multi-billion dollar companies. We've got about 800,000 workers in the gig economy that would be affected by Prop 22. They should get workers' comp if they're injured. Uh, They should, in fact, get unemployment insurance if they're laid off. 
Uber and Lyft have previously threatened to leave California if they are forced to classify their drivers as employees. As required, an <clears throat> Uber and Lyft have previously threatened to leave... Uber and Lyft have previously threatened to leave California if they are forced to classify their drivers as employees, as required under the law as required under the law AB5, which passed last year. So far, a group of the biggest gig companies have spent over $180 million in support of the measure. In Sacramento, I'm Scott Rod. If you're looking for a pet, San Diego has just received about 100 dogs and cats evacuated after Hurricane Laura in Louisiana. They'll soon be available at local animal shelters. KPBS reporter Tanya Thorne tells us all about their arrival. With open arms, San Diego welcomed close to 100 animals from Louisiana that arrived this morning at Gillespie Field in El Cajon. We are really happy about getting these animals in for the medical care, behavior support that they'll need, and then getting them into homes in San Diego. Volunteers, veterinarians, and staff from three local shelters anxiously waited for the plane to touch down to get the dogs and cats processed. Weitzman says the arrival of the Wings of Rescue mission couldn't have come at a better time as San Diegans are looking for pets to adopt. We can hardly keep up with the demand for, for animals right now, which is an amazing problem to have. Rancho Coastal Humane Society, one of the shelters where the animals are going, says they plan on treating some of them for heartworm. They are also the only shelter who will be taking in cats and kittens. All of the animals that arrived from Louisiana were already up for adoption in shelters, but they had to be relocated to make room for all of the pets directly displaced by Hurricane Laura. This Wings of Rescue mission is the first animal rescue operation to be done since the beginning of the pandemic in March. If you're interested in adopting one of these animals, you can visit the San Diego Humane Society website in the next couple of days. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. A new documentary called All In, The Fight for Democracy, looks at the history of voter suppression in the U.S. and the current activism fighting against it. KPBS film critic Beth Accomando reviews the film, which starts streaming on Amazon Prime this Friday. I acknowledge that former Secretary of State Brian Kemp will be certified as the victor in the 2018 gubernatorial election. But to watch an elected official who claims to represent the people in this state baldly pin his hopes for election on the suppression of the people's democratic right to vote has been truly appalling. So let's be clear, this is not a speech of concession. Because concession means to acknowledge an action is right, true, or proper. As a woman of conscience and faith, I cannot concede that. All In, the Fight for Democracy uses Stacey Abrams' bid to become Georgia's governor as the personal lens through which to start an examination of voter suppression. It takes us through history to celebrate gains, but also alerts us to how those in power continually try to put up barriers that threaten our basic rights as citizens. Reporter Ari Berman notes, The greatest moments of progress are followed by the most intense periods of retrenchment. That's what happened after the Civil War. Reconstruction was a high point for voting rights, and it was followed by nearly 100 years of Jim Crow. Following Barack Obama's election as the first black president, the film highlights the rise of voter ID, voter purging, and other tactics designed to make voting more difficult. All in vigorously and passionately presents its case. It connects the dots through history, shines a light on how voter suppression can impact elections, and urges activism. Beth Accomando, KPBS News.
Coming up on San Diego News Matters, nightlife hotspots are also outbreak hotspots. Now, business associations in the Gaslamp and Pacific Beach are working to avoid repeating past mistakes. KPBS has newly obtained data that tells us about the zip codes experiencing the most outbreaks. That's up next, after this. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. New records obtained by KPBS show community outbreaks of coronavirus were concentrated in areas known for their nightlife. The new data also shows outbreaks by zip code. KPBS health reporter Taryn Mento has our story. A night out in San Diego's historic Gaslamp District has taken on a different look during COVID. A blocked off street is a makeshift promenade. Dining rooms sit in front of parking meters. Neighborhoods across the county are taking similar steps to protect the public and keep businesses running during the pandemic. But community outbreak data show more is at stake in this area. A KPBS analysis found the zip code that includes Gaslamp, Little Italy, and the East Village accounts for the highest number of outbreaks than any other in the county. An outbreak is defined as three or more cases that can be traced back to one location. It wouldn't make sense with all the employees that are working down here and all the different establishments that our number would be higher than, say, Del Mar or La Jolla. Michael Trimble runs the neighborhood business district Gaslamp Quarter Association. He's not surprised by KPBS's findings, but he points to banners above him that show business owners personally pledging to help keep customers safe. And they're going to know they're going to have in a, be in an environment where they can actually be comfortable and know they're not going to come down with COVID. The pledge came after Union Tribune reporters' photos in June that showed a sea of uncovered faces in the gas lamp. Well, it was disappointing to see that, and it really uh, lit a fire under my office and my association, and really uh, taught the merchants that people are watching what we're doing. Data through late July show 14 outbreaks have occurred in 92101. But Trimble says he didn't know of any tied specifically to the gas lamp. And at this point, I don't know of anyone who had an outbreak in the gas lamp quarter. The Little Italy Association said two of its restaurants closed because of staff illnesses. The East Village Business Group didn't respond to messages. Overall, more than a third of the county's outbreaks have happened at businesses in just four zip codes. That includes 92109 in Pacific Beach. It's not surprising it's happening here. Sarah Burns is the executive director of Discover Pacific Beach. People are coming into Pacific Beach, um, and with that, they're bringing um, symptoms and, and coronavirus. She helps businesses understand and follow public health regulations to keep customers safe. Businesses care about preventing outbreaks. I mean, their staff is probably the one most at risk, and um, they're trying to stay open to feed their families so that their staff can feed their families. But 11 outbreaks have happened in the zip code, which also covers Mission Beach. One PB restaurant, El Prez, was ordered to close when video showed unmasked customers packed inside. Burns says she doesn't know if El Prez was linked to an outbreak, but welcomes the county's action. I think that's what we want to see as a, as a community, um, that 
those that are not following the rules or need assistance with the rules are getting it. She says businesses that have had outbreaks have shut down to sterilize the facility and get workers tested, but none agreed to speak with KPBS. A lot of this is more coming from staff outbreaks, not necessarily customer outbreaks, um, and they're taking care of what they need to take care of to reopen safely. I don't think any, any business wants to necessarily be associated with an outbreak. The two other zip codes were located in the South Bay, and more than 40 percent of the outbreaks there happened in manufacturing and food processing facilities. County officials won't release the exact outbreak locations because they fear it will cause businesses to shy away from reporting them. But KPBS and Voice of San Diego are challenging that in court because we believe the public has a right to know. In the gas lamp, Business Association head Trimble hired events coordinator Laurel McFarland to help businesses follow public health rules. McFarland says businesses should be notifying customers if they have an outbreak, but not the public. But I do feel there's a responsibility to let your customers know, but I don't know if there's a responsibility to let everyone know because it's really about keeping the people who came safe and knowledgeable. But she says she'd follow whatever rules county officials put out. If that's something they feel is we need to do more and do it publicly, then we'll follow those rules too. Everyone's just trying to follow the rules right now. The county health department did not respond to requests for an interview. Taryn Mento, KPBS News. An earlier version of this story incorrectly stated the percentage of outbreaks in manufacturing and food processing in the two South Bay zip codes. The correct percentage is more than 40 percent. To see a full map of outbreaks by zip code, go to kpbs.org. That's it for the podcast today. Thanks for listening. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com.